So good afternoon, everybody. I am really excited to be bringing you yet another podcast of the Empower Hour. So with me today, I have Sheila. Say hi, Woo! Sheila. Hi. And, and Cuddy. How you doing? <laughs> Welcome, Cuddy. So Welcome. Let, me, let me introduce Cuddy properly. So Cuddy, I've had the wonderful opportunity to be interviewed already on his podcast. He is a fellow podcaster with the chatter about the chatter. He is also UK's leading mind management coach and proud owner of the monkeymindrelaxation.com as well as does radio station too. So very many strings to your goal, Cuddy. So I'm very excited just to get delved right in. And tell me, so where did all this journey start for you then? That's a good question. That, that's a good question. So we have to go back uh, 10 years. It's, not, it's 10 years now, uh, and I didn't know what monkey mind was. Now, that's the first thing I'll tell anyone. I didn't know what monkey mind was. Because I was in such a dark... We're going straight for the juggler on this one. I've just realised. We're not even... Let's go, <laughs> let's go straight to the depression. <laughs> let's go straight to the depression. Go straight to the tipping point. Let's not soften him up. Let's just find out what it was. So, 10 years ago, I was in an absolute horrible, horrible, horrible place of depression. Um, I wouldn't say anxiety, uh, say, but yeah, anxious, just self-loathing, absolute, just the, the, the pit of darkness. And you stood on that precipice thinking, if I go any further, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. And, and I'm always very honest about that, that what, messed me up something so minimal and I've got friends and clients who, who've got these massive traumas in life but what just triggered me off was this failed audition and I went on a six month spiral of absolutely anything that was horrible I couldn't manage to uh, I couldn't manage to understand my thoughts my conversations uh, my life my identity was completely shattered uh, because I'd done everything I was supposed to do and it got to a certain point where my wife and look I always say this with a smile now because I'm a big believer in look if you continue worst day into your best day you're good to go and at the point my wife said and I always say this laughing now because she might as well have just kicked me in the testicles at that point she said whatever you're going through is now starting to affect me and I'm not dealing with it anymore and I was oh. like what, what are you doing to me? And it was the best thing she ever said. Best thing, because it was the tough love that I needed that I'd got stuck in this massive spiral of, of woe is me, the whole world's against me, that the, the conversations that we were having with ourselves and stuff like that. And my wife had tried to listen, she tried to understand, but she just didn't. I thought I was going absolutely mental with these conversations. And she just said, whatever you're going through, do something about it. So I thought, right, I've got to Google books. I've got to Google books. I just found this one book. I just typed in symptoms for what I was going through. And this one book said, Stop Thinking, Start Living by Richard Carlson. My absolute Bible. And if you've never read that book, it should be in your collection. Stop Thinking, Start, start uh, Thinking. Uh, stop Thinking, Start Living by Richard Carlson. Phenomenal book. Not, but everything I just, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Whoa, that's me. Because I beat to the doctors and I went to the doctors and I said, Just this weirdest thing. I'm like this and like this, and the doctor just looked at me. Oh, yeah, there's the phone number for the Samaritans. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to commit suicide. I just, I just, what's going on? He was, oh, I don't know, mate. 
I've got six minutes. I've got to get the next person in. Do you want some tablets? I'm like, no, I don't want tablets. No, I, I don't. No, no, that's that's not the reason I'm here. Uh, and he, he was, yeah, there's a phone number for the Samaritans um, on your way. And I was like, oh, that's just horrible. Uh, so yeah, that book changed my life. And I just started reading other books. So Monkey Mind actually comes from, believe it or not, even though there's a big book that did teach me about it, but the original Monkey Mind is from an old Buddhist teaching. The conversations that we have, they're all fear-based. We are these, these little internal conversations, a chatter about the chatter that we have, that if you do not know how to misdirect them, cope with them, live with them, will absolutely decimate your life. It's so loud. We get so locked up here with our thoughts and our minds, and we just can't even function. I couldn't sat, sit and have a conversation with my wife over dinner because I was locked up here. Uh, we were having dinner, we would go out for dinner and things like that. And she'd, she'd say at the end of the conversation, thanks for the chat and the, and the meal. And I'm like, I knew I, that's the one thing I did here was the sarcasm in her voice at the end. And I was like, what, what do you mean by thanks for the chat? We've been here, we've, we've had the steak. And she went, no, no, we've been here. I've asked you about five questions. You've answered one. You are not here and present. I'm like, but you don't know what I'm going through. That's always <laughs> that's a key indicator for to someone about it but you don't know at the time I'm like, no you don't know what i'm going through this 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 and this whatever thousand and one reasons i create for for being ass at that point in time um and she was like well it's really not working for us is it and it was getting locked in these conversations i could not so i completely understand alcoholism i completely understand uh people taking drugs because they do it to stop the chat of the conversations they don't realize however i was blessed i found meditation and I am six foot two, I am three feet wide. If there's ever a guy that probably shouldn't be doing meditating, but is thankful for it, is this guy. So yes, I do meditation uh, and meditation and, and the journey of, of self-discovery was what saved my marriage, I think is, is the best way. Incredible. But the thing is, is when you're so trapped up in that, as you call it, the, the chatter that's going on, you can't show up fully for your other half, you can't be fully present, you can't be tentative to their needs, eh? because you've got nothing to give, you know, nope. it's it's that way of you can't give from an empty cup, but it's good that you, re you were recognising greatly from your wife, I mean, sometimes the hard conversations are the best ones, because then that's the time that it allows you to start changing and going in that different direction. And it's amazing you've had that support as well. So you found meditation. So how did you find it? Did you do a class? Did you do hated online it. stuff? Absolutely hated it. I was like, this is it. stupid. This is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why? You can't do it. I absolutely can't do it. So, <laughs> so More chatter. The chatter. It's so loud. It's like, shut up. Oh, this no. is how There's I teach meditation. That's actually... How I teach meditation, I, I say, look, this is what's going to happen to you when you first start meditating. Uh, you're going to sit there and you're going to focus on your breath and your little conversation is going to start talking. And you're going to be like, shut up, one, two, shut up, one, two, three, one, shut up, I'm trying to meditate. It's just that, that your monkey mind, if you don't give it something to do, if you don't give it a misdirection, and I do a really simple affirmation for, for people, is if you don't give it something to do, so I give it some juggling balls, Give that conversation. So it's, you're not going to stop the conversation. It's always going to be there. Giving it something to do. And the best way I found meditation for me was it was kind of like escaping from me for 10, 15 minutes. 
And the best thing I can do is escape me <laughs> for 15 minutes. So once you separate yourself from your monkey mind, you're like, oh, I needed that. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But I will, I will tell anyone that's listening, within two weeks, I'm saying, right, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Changed my life. Even my wife after two weeks went, whoa, who's this person? I'm like, that's who I used to be without the conversation. Mm-hmm. And meditation and starting off at one minute, two minutes, three minutes a day, building up to five minutes a day, building up to 10 minutes a day, same time, same place, creating that habit. When your monkey mind fights you for the first seven days, by seven or eight days, your little monkey mind will say, excuse me, can we can we do that thing that we, we do? Because I think it works for both of us. <laughs> so you have that conversation. It's like, mad. Do that again, because I think it works. I didn't like it at the beginning, but can, uh, yeah, I need to rest. Because when you first start, your monkey mind's like that. What we're doing? I need to do something. No, I need to do something. No, it doesn't need to do anything. We've just created this this part in our lives where we've co- constantly got to be stimulated, and that's something really cool that I do with, with like the younger kids around me. And when I've quite a lot of friends with kids and stuff like that, like, oh my kids are just saying they're bored. Let them be bored. Let them be bored. You don't have to stimulate them all the time. Let them be bored because once they can start, and I remember that from my mum years ago. My mum used to say. Until you can sit in a room on your own and be happy, you'll never be happy with anybody else. And it's those little beliefs that we 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 pick up and think, yeah, she's got a point. She's got a point. Until you can sit in a room, be bored, and have nothing going on, and be happy, you might you might find that you you might struggle moving forward in life. It's that solace and that happiness of nothing that really just creates an abundance of joy in life. I suppose is, is the words I'm looking for. And in some ways, meditation does that because it does allow you to zone out, doesn't it? And and just sort of be at one. You're talking about that being at one with yourself a bit, aren't you? And absolutely enjoying sort of letting your head rest and be peaceful. I mean, I do meditate. I'm 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 still definitely got my L plates on though because I start and stop, and I still need my meditations to be guided. I, I can't go into a self led meditation, but I'm getting there. But I also enjoy them. I do. I it's a good. That's a really good point because I've got I've got loads of meditations that are just music. I've got meditations that are guided meditations. I've created a, a really cool meditation which is called Meta Meditation, which is where we connect to our higher self. Um, yep. You're pushing it out. You're not only putting out the love for yourself, but you're pushing it out to everyone else. It's a beautiful meditation. Um, however, I will say, when I first started meditating, one of the strangest things is I, because everyone, some people, with meditation, like you just said, it can be different for everyone. Some people can meditate to thrash metal music. Some people need talk oh. silence. You've got to find. High five them. Yeah. You find what works for you. Absolutely. But I will say that my go-to meditation track when I first started was the theme tune to Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, I know that theme tune. And there's a version called Fallen, which was the original song with the, the voice track on. And it's a lovely track called Fallen. I think it's probably about death, to be honest with you. But um, that the medit- it just got me zoned. And I started creating that habit. And it didn't matter. By the third bar of the song, my meditation was gone. My monkey mind was like, yeah, chill time, perfect. Impressive, impressive. It's a a different experience for everybody, like you say, and and it's like anything. Do you know, it's like you you talk about the monkey mind, but the way that I explain it to the clients, it's like bringing the puppy back to the sit. 
you know, it, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy, but it's, it's so worth it. And I don't know if you find that one of the misconceptions is that people have to think that they have to think about nothing. And I'm like, no, that's, you're not quite getting the concept that's been able to bring your focus to one thing. So like you, I, I picked up on, you were talking about counting. I saw you like when you were talking about the accounting. Another so, thing is like focusing on the breath, but maybe you can ex expand on no, that a little bit. Right. People do get quite confused yeah. or they say, oh, I could never do that because I can never stop thinking. No, how, how do you help people around that? Beautiful. I'm going to jump on right what you just said there. I can't do it because I can't stop thinking. If you're the kind of person that says I can't do it and I can't stop thinking, you need meditation in your life. That's it. <laughs> that is the one thing. If you are allowing yourself to carry on to not stop thinking, you are on a fast track to misery. And to any, if that's my tough love for absolutely anyone, if, and I, I've got friends and family, and it, you just, you can see it. You can see it in their body, how it manifests, how they talk. People talk with emotion, it just comes out. And I just listen, that's the beauty of it, I just listen. However, I will say, when it comes to meditation, if you can breathe, you can meditate. That's, that's the one rule to meditation. If you can breathe, you can meditate. And you are absolutely right about the focus. Uh, I did a three point, I do a three, when I first started out doing meditation and the, the monkey mind method of meditation, but for anyone is, I do a three point for focus. Count, breath, and touch. So there's a, there's a sense of, as you breathe in through your nose, you can feel it. And out through your mouth, purse in your lips, you can feel it. So you're focusing on the touch. That's that's a lovely way for you to not be thinking about the monkey mind and those conversations. Focus on a sense and a touch. Beautiful. The second part is the breath. The, the breath is the elixir of life. It will calm you down in every kind of genuinely horrible situation you, you'll ever need. Breath is all you need. And I, always, I often get asked by a lot of people, Curry, what's your superpower? Breath. That is my superpower, is breath. It will calm you down in every time. Um, but we just- I like that, Cuddy. Super, superpower breath makes a yep. lot of sense. Yeah, because we get so, it's, look, we're, we are completely overwhelmed on a daily basis by fears and stresses and worries. Yep. It's just constant, that's the chatter. So that's the chatter that I'm talking about, the chatter about the chatter, um, and it's exhausting for people. And we can talk about your yeah, beliefs and we can talk about our uh, paradigms and I'm well-versed in all of it because I adore it. I love it. That, that whole journey of, of, of how people can change their lives is just um, amazing and phenomenal. I love it. But if, you, if, if anybody takes anything away is focus on your breath. You don't let any of the other stuff bother you. You will start managing your life a lot better. And that chatter and conversations that we have you don't have to keep allowing it in your life overthinking kills so much joy and happiness in people's lives 100 nothing sorry <laughs> put me off here <laughs> on you go no i was just going to say you know just that focus on your breath how how much it can come into absolutely everyday things that we do you know you're getting ready for an interview you know and we kind of get all a bit anxious and a bit worked up and if you could just remember to just take that few minutes before to focus in on our breath or we're about to have a difficult conversation with somebody sort of 
know, just takes those few minutes. It, the, 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 you're saying it's the elixir of our life and it absolutely, absolutely is. And it's everything that we all do every single day, but do we focus on it? Do we, do we just let it happen sort of as, as we go along, but just taking that moment sort of like to breathe in and hear it and just sort of like think about that process. You're right about it calming you down. And there's just so many things sort of that we do if we've just had sort of like not great words with our kids and you're worked up about it and you go, ah, you know, focus on your breath sort of any situation that we could walk into sort of in everyday life, you know, sort of like you're standing in a queue and somebody jumps a queue because we're big queue huggers, aren't we, in this country? And you sort of get all worked up about somebody jumping the queue. Take a breath. There's just so much of it that can come so, in every day. <laughs> you're right. And the, the story, right. So we, we are, especially your monkey mind, 100% just feels completely attached to, to every one of our negative emotions. It, it will just generate fear and anger and worry. And the whole premise of somebody cutting you up at the shopping line. Yeah. When somebody cuts you up at the jumping, your, your shopping line, if you don't know what your monkey mind is and you think, oh, I don't have a monkey mind. If you're the kind of person that lashes out in a second saying, oh, get out of the shopping line. That's my line. That's my shopping line. And then talks about it for the rest of the day. And goes and tells your wife about the person who put you up in the shopping line. And then you go meet somebody else just to let you know there was somebody down there who just did that. And two, <laughs> two days later, by the way, I just want to let you know, somebody in Sainsbury's just cut me up. And then <laughs> later, you're like, I just want to let you know, don't forget there was a guy that cut me up at, at the Sainsbury's. That's your monkey mind. It wants to be right. It, it's just led, it's led by judgment and insecurity. And it's exhausting. And it's it's a harsh thing in life that some things you're going to have to let go yeah you're going to have to let things go and that's where choice comes in there's there's a thing as well so if you're going back to your meditation and i find that in certain situations we've got as you said the choice we've got the choice to either respond or react and if we're not training our mind and training that monkey mind like you're saying what happens is we automatically go to the reaction response, which is what you're talking about there, like somebody's cutting me up in traffic or is, is jumping in on the queue. So that's one thing that if you're meditating and you're actually aware of your chat and being able to, to bring your focus down and you're, you're instead of operating from like a way up in a heightened state all the time, if you're coming from that lower place when you're more in control and understanding what, you, what you're saying to yourself all the time, awareness, then it totally stops you from reacting. You more just respond. And I can remember we were talking about this, the judgments when I had the opportunity to come on your podcast, Cody, is that, is that judgment, eh? It's like instead of going into judgment, if you can then, instead of reacting, you can go, well, get curious. Mm -hmm. You know, stop the judgment start being curious and going I wonder what's going on for them today mm -hmm. you know because you none of us actually know like they could have a sick person at, at home because you know their dog could have been run over you just you have no idea what's going on in anybody yep. else's life but if you're in reactive mode you're not taking that second to actually nope. think about what could be going on for the other person because you're so caught up in your own stuff you know so um, go and talk to me about judgment how do you how do you handle judgments or how do you take your clients through judgments then Cuddy because I know it was a, a question you had put to me <laughs> it was 
I, I, I loved your uh, heading into curiosity. I like that one a lot. But judgment, for me, I always try and express to people that thoughts and emotions are like boomerangs. Whatever you throw out, you're going to get back. Simple as. If you're throwing out judgment, it's going to come back. Now, the thing is with judgment, if you're the kind of person, and I all me hands up to being that kind of person a long time ago, I constantly judged everything. So when I got put into a situation where that judgment could have come back, I genuinely thought everyone around me was judging me. And that's not the case. We often think because that's something that we've done and everybody else must be doing it. And we're creating a whole story and a meaning that's not real, but it crashes you absolutely just because you think, well, I've done it, so everybody else must be doing it. And everyone's different. And everyone's completely different. And no, they're all wrapped up in themselves. And I think most people have to realize that everyone is quite focused on themselves. The importance of self is, is very high in a, in a lot of people. And once you get past that and realize actually people are more bothered about themselves than you, your anxiety, such a, such a social anxiety would disappear. You, you wouldn't, and let's, I always think it's, it's, it's funny because we create these labels to, to say, oh, I've got social anxiety, so I can't do something. No, I think if you look at it, you have uh, a fear of not being good enough in a certain situation, so you don't have social anxiety, but that label is that safe problem that we've created to cover the real problem, that protection. And I think it's it's really cool that, that when it comes to judgment, if if you were to stop having judgment in your life and you would stop putting it out, you would possibly find your life became a lot easier. Because we, if you're not putting it out, you don't think anyone else is putting it out on you. Yeah. And I think that curiosity it's such a beautiful word because if you're judging someone or something's an emotionally triggering you, that's a you problem, not a them problem. And that's a beautiful thing because you're taking accountability of yourself. You're bringing your locus of control back to you. So things still trigger me now. And my little judgmental monkey starts going up. Oh, I'm like, right, that's not a them problem. What is it about them that I want? It probably comes from a place of want and ego. And I'm like, yeah, no, that is something I would like to start doing. I would like to start doing more videos like that. So I generally don't blame other people. When something emotionally triggers me, I'm like, what is it about me that is bothering me? And it will come probably come out that I think they're probably smarter than me, more intelligent. They're doing something that I want. And I'm like, that's not a them problem. That's a me problem. Now I can deal something with it. If that's triggering me, right, I've got to start doing that. So instead of keeping us in a place of, the comfort zone pushing us back we're like no let's pull down the layers of that onion let's just start keep moving forward and that's that journey of growth for everybody isn't it but for judgment i think that's a powerful thing for people is if you're what you're putting out doesn't mean to say everybody else is putting it out and that's where judgment comes from and most okay. people say oh, i'm emotionally triggered by things but if you realize that's a you problem not a them problem you can start making changes 100% is coming back to taking 100% responsibility, which a lot of people don't do. And it's, it's also recognising as well that sometimes if you're so busy judging yourself so harshly, because it's understanding that nobody's going to judge you any worse than what you already judge yourself. And that's yep. where a lot, lot of anxiety can come from as well, 100%. It's huge. I work with young adults and social anxiety is huge. It's huge. And social media has got a massive, massive part to do with that. Do you work with young adults as well, Cuddy? Now, I'll be very honest. The amount of time that people say, do you work with young adults? And I'm like, no, I work with the parents because kids model their parents. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So you make and changes like, in the parents to impact the young adult. If I can change, if I can work with the adults, the parents, the kids will change their behaviour to match yours. Okay. If you're the kind of parent that's looking at Facebook and then sh shine to those, but look at what Bob's doing down at 74. Look at what Bob's doing. He's got a nicer car than us. Your kids are going to be seeing, oh, look at Cheryl. She's got a nicer Bob than me. Look at the filter she's got. It's much better than my filler. I, I think... I don't think social media is a bad thing if you use it for what it could be. Instead of comparison, have a goal. Mm -hmm. That's mindset. That's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. So if that's, again, if that's emotionally triggering you that someone's got a big, better big, bicep. Good than statement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Instead of comparison. Start thinking, well, that's not a comparison. That's a goal. Yeah. All right. That gets us out of that comparison jail of, oh, look at what my sister's got. Look at what my brother's got. Yeah. Get out yeah, of yeah. that. Be the person that says, well, all right, I want that car, right? I'm going to, what do I need to do to get that car? You've brought down the comparison. You've given yourself a goal and you've completely changed your perception. And the art of perspective for me is a phenomenal thing that you can then create the emotional states that you have. So just going back to something that you were saying earlier, um, I love how you're, you're, you're swapping everything to saying, you know, if you're getting triggered by anything, you know, it's a, it's a me problem. And that's the thing is we get thrown nuggets all the time on where we still need to do some work. But a lot of times we just like totally brush that under the carpet and don't even recognise it. And that's why it's so valuable working with somebody like yourself or myself going through like different mindsets is that people don't realise that they've maybe not got what they're seeing other people having because of the limitations that they're putting on themselves and that you know limiting beliefs or like you say that jealousy or like whatever it is that's that negative emotion because what you said as well 100% in alignment with me what you put out comes back you know mm -hmm. so it's being able to flip all that so I love your your flip and saying yeah if you're looking at that because comparison is the thief of all joy yeah. look at it and just going right that inspires me do you know, yeah. I can totally have that, right? Okay, so what, what habits are they doing? What actions are they taking? What self-talk do they have? Because you like people that have success leaves clues. People that are successful in different areas of their life, they do certain things, they think a certain way, you know, like their thoughts, behaviors, and actions, like everything is is they're they're all doing it towards success. Eh? So what, how, what would you say was one of your, your things that you found is to tell people like, right, okay, this is how you have success in your life? Like, what, what would you say to them? Um, that's a good question. That's a lovely question. I think if you had used social media for, for, for the ones that, I think if, if you truly see people who are completely aligned with who they are, and I'll use an example of The Rock. Mm -hmm. Love him. Dwayne Johnson. He is completely congruent with his identity. His entire being is and totally aligned. There is nothing about that guy that triggers anyone. And if he does trigger something in you, that's, that's a you problem, not a rock problem. But am I saying I want to be The Rock? No. And I always say this. I always say that he's in a world where I could be The Rock. Jay Shetty, Tony Robbins, Bob Pollitt, uh, Bob uh, Gallagher, Proctor, sorry, I choose to be Cuddy Cudworth, because that's enough. That's genuinely who I choose to be. Right? Success 100% leads clues. 
You are not wrong in any way whatsoever. But The Rock, if you can see that that guy is 100% aligned, and that's why he is completely smashing everything that he does. And that's where your values and your identity and being you. There's, there'll not be a day where, where the, the Rock, I'm sure, goes back. By the way, I don't want to be The Rock. But <laughs> I think you can see that that's a successful person that is aligned to his values, his identity, and understands the difference between me problems and them problems. And that's like where coming like that. A lot of people say, oh, I, I struggle with what other people think. And I think a powerful question for anyone that's, that's in that, so, well, I'm not successful because I'm worried about what other people think. I always ask them, what do you think about yourself? Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. That's a you problem, not a them problem. Isn't it a bit like that statement sort of that we, sorry, Amanda, that, that when we criticise somebody else, what we criticise in somebody else is broadly what we see we don't like in ourselves. You know, that mirror effect type thing. You will be triggered by something that you don't like in yourself. So if you think somebody's quite arrogant, mm -hmm. it probably comes from a place of, oh, I think I'm a little bit arrogant. You're 100% right. Uh, and it's... Yeah. Let me see. That really plays with my mind. That that yeah. really does. Play There'll with be my a trait mind. about them. I think it's mirror work by um, something here. Louise um, here. That's it. Lovely, lovely lady. Mirror work. So it's a phenomenal thing to do. Is if something in you is triggering, it probably comes from a place of insecurity within you. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you do about that then? Work on you. Yeah. It's not, it's not my job to change the other person who I think it's, it's my responsibility for, to change me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself. Do whatever you can do to invest in yourself. There's so many ways that you can invest in yourself. And that's it. Unbelievable. Big time. I loved as well what you were saying about you don't want to be the rock. And, and that's it. When we're looking at people that are successful, it's understanding that we've got our own uniqueness as you said earlier, like we've got our own special powers, but it's been able to take the principles, like what you explained very nicely there, because the self-image is so important. So if we've got a, a big lofty goal that we're working towards, but our self-image inside is keeping us stuck because it doesn't believe that it was possible for us, everything, like you say, has to be in alignment. And that's where like investing in yourself, investing in your mindset, that's what's going to allow you to grow and develop into the person that you need to be for to be able to have everything that you want to have. And the scariest part about becoming who you want to be is you're going to go up and you're going to have to leave things behind. And the things that we have to leave behind are unfortunately the friends that don't follow us. If they want to go, they'll, they'll follow. I think that's the hardest part is once you it start is. going up, you are, because you're going to have to leave the people behind that are not going to be happy with the new you. Because mm -hmm. the new you is confident and it is understanding who you are and realising, actually, I don't, be, I don't have to be the person that sits around and gossips around the, the, the water cooler or the coffee in the morning. Because gossip will bring you nothing but misery. Again, judgment. Judgment. So if you're three people sat at the coffee in the morning and you're gossiping, you'll be thinking, well, everybody else in the office is gossiping about me. I always, I always judge a person on how they talk about other people when they're not in the room. And that happened to me two days ago. And there was one person who, who spoke really badly about somebody that wasn't in the room. And I, I gen, I'll, I'll be very honest, as calm as I am, I genuinely, I wanted to punch him in the throat. I'm like, that's, that, I now know how you're talking about everybody else when they're not in the room. And that's 
total lack of integrity. And integrity is my number one value. And I'm like, you have none. So he's going to rub me up. He's going to rub me up the whole time because he goes against my value. And I'm like, nah, I have to pull myself away from that. <laughs> Surrounding yourself with the ones that are on the same journey, the way that are into your same core values. And you're right, like along the way, you will move on from certain relationships that aren't in alignment or because energy is ever you attract who you are you know so as you're increasing your vibration when you're releasing the judgments even the judgments on yourself as your vibration comes up the people the places everything that comes into your life is completely different so what else would you say is a good thing for people to to be focusing on as well as investing you. in themselves you. <laughs> Just do you. Find out what your values are. Find out what your, your, your surface identity is, which will be lovely. Not your surface, sorry, your core identity, not your surface identity, which will be lovely. Find out what your I am statements are. Find out what you believe about yourself. Um, and you can do that anywhere. Um, and then start living. Core values, to me, is still one of the most powerful exercises I ever did. And... It just, it's those, it's that inner guiding uh, stones. It's that little, the silent guides, as I like to call them, the silent guides of if you veer away from your values, you'll realize that's where your anxiety, your depression, your emotional uh, sadness will come from. If you're staring away from your core values. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. The, the I am statement is absolutely huge. And again, back to me working with young adults. And I just did a session yesterday on that very subject. And yeah. that whole thing is about sort of that I am. It's not I'm going to be, I want to be, you know, sometime in the future that's going to happen for me. You've got to feel it right now. I am successful. And it's quite hard sort of like with 16. And it's six, sort of probably between 16 and 25-year-olds that I work with. It's quite hard to get them to actually acknowledge how can you how can I say I am successful? I've not even started out there sort of in the, the job market yet. So we were having really big conversations about it. And, and it's as simple as saying, well, that's what you say. I am. I am successful. I am confident. But it's about trying to find the right words that work for you, the individual. And of course, there's so many different words that can work for, for you. And, and they'll all be different. And that's exactly what's right, as long as you say I am, right? Don't underestimate the power of your self-talk. If and the problem is with the with, with the monkey mind and those conversations, the negative conversations that we have, your mind and brain doesn't know any different. It does not know any different between saying I am successful, I am a loser. Yeah. If you keep saying I am a loser, your brain just thinks, all right, not a problem. That's that's the word of the day. Well, what happened last time you felt like a loser? Oh, we'll give you that emotion. Let's just go back through. So it's easy to say I am something negative, completely easy normal becomes yeah. part of your life becomes part, part of your programming 100 part of your programming why is it so hard to say i am successful when yeah. you don't see success around you but you will start looking for it and you will start you can at 100 if you the thing is with the self-talk most people wouldn't talk to their friends or family the way that they talk to themselves so why is it we allow it as ourselves think, oh, I can talk about this. Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, I'm worthless. And oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's such a, there's not enough. There's still that connotation that if you say, I am happy, I am successful. I'll look at that smug person. That's the unfortunate part. And again, them problem, not a you problem. 
let them say, look at that person, he's smug, he's, he's these things, or she's these things, and she's these things. There's nothing wrong with standing there and saying, I'm really happy, and I'm really confident, and I did my best today. Yeah. That yeah. will come from the beliefs of what other people think about those. And you'll hear, you'll hear parents or family members or other friends, oh, look at that person, he's so arrogant when he says that. And you're sat there in that environment, you're thinking, oh, so it's, it's arrogant. Creating a belief system. You repeat that belief system just by thinking about it four times. You've created something that's not real, but boy, is it hard to break. And these are the beliefs that we have that are genuinely channeling your entire vision and your daily basis. It's, it's hard, man. I, I, and I feel it. I feel how hard it is for everyone. Uh, but there's so many things out there that, that can genuinely, I mean, TikTok's a great place to find out information if you want to speak. Oh, and no, TikTok, to my surprise, has become quite educational. Yep. I really thought it was just that silly fun spot, but no, I'm learning. I, I don't do TikTok, but I hear from my kids how, how educational it is. And when they tell yes. me what they're learning, can't argue with it. Yes, absolutely. There's so much information out there. And that's why social media is not a bad thing. Yes, if you know how to use it. Absolutely. You know absolutely. Use it. Well, that's that. And it's all about what you're focusing on as well, eh? What, what are you looking for on it? Are you going and searching for the good stuff or are you getting caught up in the goo? And if you're seeing something that you don't like or you're removing yourself from it, eh? But um, well, Amanda, to jump to jump on that because that's a phenomenal question because I think that's a great way. If It's about setting boundaries. There's so many things and I, I'm still always wavering on should you set more boundaries to keep yourself safe or should you find out why that's bothering you so you don't set a boundary? If you keep turning things off that emotionally trigger you you're you're gonna live a life of no well that triggers me that triggers me that triggers me well now i've not got anything no you just sat on your own but if you find out why that triggers you and you pull it away and it doesn't trigger you anymore you don't have to lose something that could be really valuable in your life so i'm always on the fence but whenever i'm going through things and i'm, I'm like coaching people on setting boundaries and, stuff, and i'm like don't forget a trigger is a good indicator for something you want to work on what, the one thing, because I don't really see anything on my social media that triggers me, but there was one time um, it was a new connection that had came up and the next person, this she was just like doing a lot of swearing. She was talking about somebody had dobbed her into whoever at the weekend. Like it was just, a, and I was like, I don't want to see that. And it wasn't that I was triggered by it. It's just that that like everything is energy. Yeah. So why would I continue to, so it's not that I was being triggered. It's more just that it's, your feelings will always, your feelings will always let you know where you're vibrating, Good. right? So if you're looking at something and you can feel your vibration starting to go down, not necessarily like triggered, but just like, because you can feel energy, can't you? Energy's everywhere. Energy's in words, it's in actions, it's in, and it's just like, well, I choose, because it's all about a choice and boundaries. I'm like, I choose not to read that. I choose not to see that. That's not who I like to surround myself with. And that's okay. I like and that. it's and it's again it's coming back to my values. So yeah. it's like I know what my values are, and it's like, well, I don't tolerate people that are going to post all their dirty linen on Facebook. And if that's what they want to do, that's okay. They, that's their journey. But I don't have to like there's nothing wrong with me saying, well, it's okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I choose not to read that, and that, and that's okay too. Do you know? So there, so I get where you sit on the fence. So yes, there are times when you think, well, okay. 
that's a nugget that's been thrown me there. I need to actually look into a little bit deeper here so I can clear it. But there's also that part of, well, actually, that's just negative and I feel for that person. Send them love and go right. I've done that with my entire family. Back over yes, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because That's is, why I moved to Scotland, because my rest of my family's in uh, <laughs> Barnsley. Oh, no. But you know, it, it is as close as that, so isn't it? It's as close as family because you're we're different. We are sort of siblings are different, parents are different, and any you know, sort of the others that are connected, sort of in and around. And I get you, you know, sort of like sometimes, sort of like if you've got a sibling whose values are different to yours, you know, you take a long time to work out how does that happen when you're brought up the same way with the same influences, but. Absolutely. There's so many other parts of those influences that are not the same that, that bring it all on. Yeah. So distance in that respect is maybe not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So so how do you help people who are going through uh, an issue like that in Cuddy? So they say to you, right, okay, Cuddy, I'm doing all this work on myself, you know, I'm getting myself in a good space. But as soon as I do, like I can go home and my partner's bringing me right back down, down to earth or my partner just thinks that I'm being silly or... Like how, what sort of um, nuggets can you give to somebody who's maybe going through a situation like that that's really trying to, you know, bear themselves and be a better version of themselves but their partner or somebody within their household's trying to pull them back? I think one of the most powerful things that you can understand is that once you're wanting to change, you have to ask people the, the, the choice. Well, this is, I'm sticking to my guns or this is where I'm going because I know this is the right thing to do for me. And if you, because people will project their fears and insecurities on you. Projection is a horrible thing, but they will project their fears. Most people's fears come from, it's a bit of an overgeneralization, but not feeling worthy or not being good enough. That's the core seed. So if you've got one part, part, part of the partnership who's thinking, I want to excel and go in that way, you know, the other person's going to get very insecure. The monkey mind's going to start going, what, what, what's going on here? Is she, is she leaving me or is he leaving me? What's it about me? Then we create a meaning. So that conversation of the, this is where I'm going. It's the right thing to do. And come with me. Come with me and we'll do it together. But I know that this is where I need to go. And that fear that you have, if you, most people don't communicate. So in that relationship, you're going to, person's going to have to accept the new person and either be accepting of that change or make the change with them but they're not going to be doing you any favors if they keep pulling you back it will come from a place of fear and insecurity within them and everybody is is, is completely better than that and if the true love is there and it's very same with my relationship with my wife for, for 20 years um 10 years ago when she said that i could have said F you, right, that's it, we're breaking up, whatever. I was like, no, no, I want to make the effort to change to become better for you. That was my why. Still my why now is how can I, 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 I quit my previous job 18 months ago, which is why I became a mind management coach um, because I wanted, it was the right thing to do because I wasn't going to be able to be with my wife, with my old job. And I said, no, my why is always being me and you. Always being me and you, understanding your why. And, and that's that's what I would do with anyone that's listening or talking. They have to come with you. It's not easy, but they have to either understand it, accept it. They don't have to join you, but they have to be there. And that's vice versa. And it's understanding the person who is going to be doing the growth that they're worth doing the growth on. 
yeah. because I've experienced that as well with um, people that I've been speaking to. They're like, oh, do you know, I, like, oh, I'm just going to stay stuck. So it's almost like they keep themselves down and keep themselves at that level just because of the other partners and securities. Eh? So it's that, like, it all starts with that decision, Cuddy. Doesn't that it's that deciding that no, I want something more more than what I what I've got. You've talked about the tipping point. Your why is very beautiful as well. You're totally focused on what you're doing and why you're doing it, and that's what keeps you going as well. And I'll say this again, just for you, Amanda. You can't dance a pity party for one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. If you're sitting there, like it's what we call the victim mentality. It's just like yep. you can't you can't solve the problem with the same mindset that created it. Do you know you have to be able to come from a different place, and that comes from installing the new software and the new beliefs. Do you know, so I was the biggest victim going, and having someone my size as a multi victim is not easy. <laughs> for anyone because we don't understand and that's the biggest thing and by the way Sheila I know you're looking at your time and we told you it was going to be a good one don't you stick around so <laughs> no it's, I know I just, I just I was looking at the time thinking she's thinking I'm going to go eight minutes left so no. our emotions our depression doesn't just affect you it's, it's such a powerful thing that that negative energy, and it's the energy, Amanda, that you were talking about, is it, as my size, that victim mindset that I was stuck in was just pushed out 10, 20, 30 feet around me. And now my, my positive energy, my light, as I, I like to completely aligned with, with, with my light, that goes out two miles, three miles, four miles, five miles. It's, it's just completely different. But if you think that when you're in that little pity party, we've all been there, everybody's been there. That's when you're in that pity that's party. That's the thing, we all, we all have at different times, some more than others for longer periods, but we all have. And those light switch moments of, oh, I don't have to live like that, or I can be in control, or oh, another light switch, I am in charge. Yep. Next light switch, oh, I don't have to allow this to happen to me. These simple questions. Change your questions, change the meaning, change your life. It's important stuff. That's mm -hmm. it. It's the empowering questions, isn't it, Cuddy? Instead of ones that are maybe then pulling us down and keeping us stuck or taking us further down. But if, like you say, it's that breaking point as well. It's like when you're down, sometimes that, that's the point when you're at your lowest, you go, right, that's it. Enough's enough. And it's time for change. And if you let it, that can be just like the, the springboard that you need for to start you right on track for, for the, creating the life that you really want to create. And I think that we have all been there on that springboard as well. And how good does it feel, right? Because it yeah. does. It feels damn good. It really yeah. does. And don't we just want that for more people? And so for more people to feel that way. And trust me when I tell you, my happiness triggers other people. And that's that's... Again, when I, you have to reinforce my happiness. If it triggers you, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah. And that that simple, that's a me problem, not a them problem, them problem, not a me problem. You can start really making moves in your life. Massive, massive moves. Your happiness, it triggers other and people, them problem, not you problem. You carry on shining. 
And isn't that a good feeling to know that you can facilitate that in other people? And, oh, you know, sort of just to see that light bulb for them, to see that change, it's just, it's a great feeling. It really is. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's, and it's there for everybody. It's ab everybody, no matter what age, background or anything. It is there. Any one of us can yeah. take it on. We just need to be open to it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Change your thoughts, change your life. Yeah, 100%. So if you've got any last and things that you would like to share, Cuddy? I think this is a good... I, I, really, I really enjoyed this. Have I got any more words of wisdom? I'm sure you've got loads, but like you know not something that's going to take a couple of hours. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's it's genuinely look, hold yourself accountable, let you know that you have got a choice. You have got a choice. Not every day is going to be a winner. My final words of wisdom for you, one of the most powerful things I ever did was I changed my expectations for gratitude and I lowered my expectations of everyone around me. I now have the lowest expectations for everyone around me. So I think they're going to constantly let me down. And then guess what? They don't. However, I raised my expectations of myself. And that's what I did. Lower my expectations of everyone else around me and raise my expectations of myself to be the best I can be. And that simple change in mindset made a massive difference. Now people don't let me down because I expect everyone to let me down. They never let me down because people are much nicer than what <laughs> Used to be that kind of person. Oh, well, I wouldn't do that to somebody else. So why didn't that to me? Expectations are too high, but I've raised the expectations of myself to be the best I can be. So you're saying, I own me. I own me. Yeah. I love the gratitude part because the gratitude is something that um, is that I, I say to everybody, like I keep a gratitude journal. I do it every day. And it's that way of, as soon as you, again, it's vibration, you know, because if you're sitting in gratitude, you can't be anxious. If you're sitting in gratitude, you can't be full of doubts or worry. You know, it's like realizing that when you're in gratitude, it's, it's that, that again, changes your, your energy and changes what happens for you too. I loved as well what your mum said to you, just going back to that true happiness, being able to sit in a room on your own and still be happy. I love that because the thing is, it's like we can all be really grateful when the sun's shining, right? We've got a beautiful yep. day today. You can feel, feel that, that, that sun on your skin and it's warming your bones. But the, the true, um, getting to the essence of it is being able to take that gratitude feeling when things are not going so right. That, that's the key. And that's where the training, the training comes from of in, investing in your mindset is that being able to take that gratitude and happy feelings when things aren't going so great and being able to find the good in every situation. So that's one of the, the biggest things that I've learned is that with every like adversity that comes, there also comes a great seed of uh, opportunity and possibility. There's always something good in every situation, but if we've not trained ourselves to look for that, then we're not going to find it. Yeah. there's always gifts and lessons in every situation and let's understand the challenges are there for our growth as well eh? I'm sure like you you've grown massively through your challenges from 10 years ago to where you are today yeah. and now you're being able to share and help that with others which that, for me that's what you call fulfillment yeah it is it absolutely and I think is. gratitude is the most overused under understood word uh, at this moment in time and a lot of people think that they've got to have gratitude when they've got something 
And I see it. I see it on social media. I see it when people, oh, I'm so happy because I've got this. I'm so happy. When I'm like, no, that's not gratitude. Gratitude is when you've got nothing, what can you find that you can be grateful for? I know you're so right and there's scientific evidence isn't there that says that if you do follow gratitude daily it improves improves your mental health it can actually lift depression we have got mental gateways that's been proven uh, proven in neural uh, uh, neural pathways uh, that you cannot you cannot science has proved this be grateful and unhappy at the same time it closes down the systems the mental gateways that we've got yeah. So gratitude yeah. will close down depression 100%. And depression, you'll be thinking about something that's in the past. Apparently. Depression comes from thinking in the past. Anxiety will come from thinking something in the future. You've got no control over either. It's a massive Eckhart Tolle thing. For any of you listeners, Get Into the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Phenomenal book. Life changer. Absolutely yep. changer for anybody. Um, and you, I, I always remember that. And I knew my depression was coming about something that thinking in the past. So where are you thinking? If you are depressed, if you've got anxiety, where are you thinking? Because you won't have control over either. It's in the past, it's gone, it's done. It's a horrible yeah. thing, but we keep replaying these movies. And I always, a lot of the times with my clients, and especially in the first sessions, I'm like, right, let's get your negative, everyone's got automatic negative thinking. Let's get your automatic negative thinking. We'll give you an elastic band every time you think negative, snap it, and you're going to change the channel. Because basically, I always ask people, what's your worst TV program that you absolutely hate? Most people always say, oh, I hate Big Brother or I hate Love Island. Perfect. So this is what you do with your memory. Every time you start thinking about something that's driving that upset, you're watching Love Island or you're watching EastEnders, whatever your program is. If you were to go into a room and you had a remote control, what would you do to that TV channel? Oh, I'd turn it over. Perfect. That's all you have to do with your thinking. Snap the elastic band and let's create a beautiful memory. What do you like watching? Oh, I love watching the Antiques Roadshow. Boom. Let's go for an Antiques Roadshow. What's a beautiful memory that you have? Because your brain's negativity bias will not remember anything that brought you pleasure. The brain is wired to remember pain. Pain can cause death. So every time, everything that's caused you trauma, pain, and the meaning we've created to it, your brain's, oh, I need to remember that. Your brain's not going to remember top of your head the last time you enjoyed ice cream there was no pain wasn't going to kill you so every enjoyable uh, uh, thing you've had in your life is not stored like trauma and pain and loss is because there was no pain you have to work to look for it so you've got to understand how the brain works play with the brain and start rewiring it change the channel if you keep watching love island or whatever your tv program is that you hate change the channel it's a powerful thing that you can start doing. And it's practice like meditation. You have to start doing it. Absolutely. Because our thoughts are habitual. Yep. You know, they, they just Hi, like this. Sheila's <laughs> <laughs> just jumping off there. So it's just Cuddy and I that's left. But yeah, it's a subject that I get so passionate about when we start talking about how our brain is wired. And yes, it is. It's like we're not... Having to run away from bears anymore, but it's realizing that if you're in that state of anxiety, what it's actually doing to your body on a chemical level. So I explain it like if you're um, you've got that fight or flight adrenaline going through your body the whole time that's come from actually your thoughts, your thinking, like you say, you're thinking about something in the future, you're flooding your body with all this cortisol. And yep. if you and if you've been in a state of anxiety, say most of the day and then you're going to your bed at night and then you're like that, I can't sleep. 
Well, it's no wonder because all day you've flooded your body with the hormones to run away from bears, which is only supposed to be there for like two, three, four minutes or something, but you've actually went six hours pumping adrenaline out your body with your thoughts. And then at, at bedtime, you're going, right, sleepy time. And you're wondering why you can't sleep. And it's all to do with like that cortisol is in your body and you need to, you need to dump that, bring the mind into a place of um, homeostasis back into balance, you know, and that's where the meditation, like meditation yeah. at bedtime is one of the number one game changers I find um, for anyone that has problems sleeping. I know it's something that I practice daily and it does, it just allows you to get rid of that adrenaline dump and being able to bring the body back back down again. And if, when you're marrying it with the breath and being able to then visualize something that's much more pleasing to you. Cause like you were saying there, Cuddy, it's like, we are, we go in, we use our imagination daily because we're thinking about things we've done in the past or things that's going to happen in the future, most of which doesn't happen. But it's that way of being able to go, right, well, that's what you call destructive imagination. If you had to think, right, what would happen if you had to take that imagination and use it for what we're really meant to be using it for? And that is like if we visualise what it is that we actually want, visualise the person that we want to become, visualise like the goals that they're like, like what is it that we want to create and start getting excited about that? Because like you said, it's like the body doesn't know whether it's, nope. when you're, you're feeding the 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 mind pictures like that it doesn't know whether it's reality or whether it's it's imagined and that's how you start to start to change your state that's how you start to change what starts coming into your life and opportunities and being able to move forward and change the essence of who you are I mean I could speak to you all day because you're very very passionate when it comes to like mindset because like you've you've seen massive changes in your own life and that's why you're so passionate about sharing it with others and, and the same with myself and I'm continuing to do so. Yeah. I can't can't thank you enough for, for coming on and sharing your insights with us because it's been amazing. No Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great to actually see you again. <laughs> again. <laughs> so one, one thing that we didn't go into, um, but I'd love to share because you're also another fellow um cold water dipper swimmer oh we're gonna be here for another hour let's get started <laughs> on this let's do it amanda we're gonna make it a two-hour podcast come on because <laughs> I, I was saying to you on mine like it because it is it's such a mindset being able to put yourself into cold water like into the sea like I, i'd say like when i'm stripping off and getting down to my bathing suit and the sand is actually frozen solid and like it's minus two degrees the brain's going what are you doing what are you doing do you know and it's doing everything to try and keep you safe because that that's all that the chatter is all about thanks keeping you safe but actually it's just keeping you stuck so tell me about that because i know it's one of your passions oh, so the though and i i've started coaching people in the water now if anyone reach out to me anyone say oh, actually could i want to go i will hold you and uh, hold your hand and get you in the water because i will i will do the conversation of that conversation you've got right now that's saying get out of the water is your monkey mind it's your fear you just need to stay here look at my eyes just listen to what i'm saying and breathe all i need you to do is focus on the breath 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 and i'll tell them your body's going into shutdown going into shut down so it's going to say pull you out of the water pull you out of the water pull you out of the water just focus on the breath 
And that's what I'm doing in, in, in ice and, and cold water is I'm not doing the Wim Hof method. I tried the Wim Hof method. He's a genius. He's absolutely amazing. But it was boring and really quite long, the Wim Hof method. I'm like, oh my God, I'm only on level seven. There's 15 levels of this. So I just thought, right, I'm going to meditate in the water. I'm literally just going to meditate and focus on my breath. Don't stay in the water longer than because the sea goes to about 4.8, I think, at the moment, especially March is the coldest time of the year. So it goes to about 4.8, 5.1, the water. I like, we didn't get the ice this year, but last year I was in the locks with the ice. It was amazing to smash the water and realize, oh my God, I'm getting in for five, six minutes. Amazing. So the benefits of cold water dipping is, and, and meditation is the exact same thing, is you're becoming less reactive. You're taking back control of the conversation, the monkey mind, the fear. The fear is always going to be there. I still have fear. I still have worries. I still have things, but I'm like, okay, thanks. I don't need to worry about that right now. I, you know, we, we, we can have better conversations with ourselves. I still like to think, no, nah, that's not true. I'm going to prove that wrong. And I'll go and do some, there's a few <laughs> scrapes that I've had. My wife's like, why are you still doing this? I'm like, because I want to prove it wrong. I want to prove the fear wrong. <clears throat> so getting into cold water, you are putting your body into a stressful situation. Simple as. Now, after six dips, it takes your body six dips, seven dips, before it starts getting accustomed to the amount of pressure you're putting it in. So you're basically creating the stressful situation and you're managing the stress. So if you can do that in water, imagine how you're going to be able to be less reactive in real life stressful situations. Because you'll be thinking, actually, this is not really... Let's use the person at the, the checkout again. Oh, well, that used to bother me, but it doesn't bother me anymore because I've just dipped in cold water and that's really bothering. That person, no, I don't need to deal with that. Not at all. That's let them jump in, do whatever they need. It's not an affront to me in any way. You're managing stress. You're creating stress. You're creating cortisol. You're putting your body into a life-threatening situation and you are learning how to manage that. And if you're the kind of person that is quite reactive and always angry, and I will say that to everybody, you're not angry, you're thinking angry. Angry Thought precedes every emotion and feeling you have. You have to be thinking something before that happens. And a lot of my clients come to me, so I'm just always angry. No, you're not. You're thinking something that's angry. Let's find out what you're thinking. Find out if it's real. Oh, it's not real. No. Boom. Go and live your best life. That's the beauty of it, right? Is you work with, with, with yourself, a mindset, cool mindset, success coach, or you work with a mind management coach um, and you start thinking what the problem, the safe problem that you've created is not the actual problem. And that's what dipping is. You are literally putting yourself into the most stressful situation. You can put your body into it and you're managing it with breath. Love it. And that is dipping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How long that's have you been doing it for, Cuddy? I started in the lockdown. I went for a, um, I went for a, a hike um, up, up a Munro. I forgot which one it was. And me and the guy that we were with, and I, it just came to the end. And I went, look, I've been seeing this. And it was November. It was November time. But I was aching. And I knew I'd got an hour and a half drive home from the Munro. And I was like, do you want to come to the Munro? And he's like, all right, well, let's do it. It was horrible, Amanda. Seriously, it was the worst 30 seconds of my entire life. I was screaming, I'm like, this is horrendous. Why would you do this to yourself? And then about 
20 minutes after I got out of the water. And I dipped for two 30 seconds. I'm like, right, I'll try again, I'll try again. 30 minutes after, you get this sense and this feeling of euphoria because your body's kicked in to keep you alive. And you're like, it's an angelic glow. I swear, I swear it's an angelic glow. And you're just like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I will tell you now, it's highly addictive. It's highly addictive because you can start realizing that it does change your immune system. It just, it does make you healthier. It does make you happier. It does make you less reactive. It's not just about getting more. Plus it looks really cool. <laughs> there's no getting away I've, had, I've got some amazing videos of me being down the beach really early and you would be you would think it was somewhere really warm and tropical and it's just down you're close to the bridge right? yeah so i'm i'm 10 minutes drive from Aberdour where i know you you didn't like it i don't like Aberdour, but i love dipping under the bridges because that is an insta picture that is a phenomenal Insta picture under the bridges. It is. I, you, and there's certain things like, I'll do that for Insta. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one that I'll make you try. So anybody that's wanting to get themselves in the water, because I, like, I, I had a podcast with Lilia um, Sinclair, who has the Heal Scotland movement, and she's massive into cold water therapy as well and helping people get into the water with the breath work. It's just incredible. And the thing is, it's free as well. You know, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a free resource of being able to um, boost your health and your immune system. The one thing for me that I've noticed um, this year, because I haven't done it as often as I did last year, it's like my circulation hasn't been as good this year. And it's like we do, we get so soft to like get used to the central heating. So then when we go out, we're feeling the cold and everything so much more. Eh? So it's like, it's not good for us to constantly be in the, the central heating. Eh? But I love what you say you do. There's that it's I would say to people if you're going to try it, don't focus about when you're in there. Just I, I focus on how good I'm going to feel afterwards because I know yeah. that it's it's that that good high is coming. Yeah. And again, it's just a, another way of um training your brain. You go, right, okay, when I because it was Tony Robbins that I, I first heard saying it, he was like that. I'm teaching my brain to say like when I say go, you go. There's no negotiation, and he used that as the, the mindset. Um, drills like, like and I say go go and he, he's got one of these lovely plunge pills he's in Miami he's got a lovely plunge pill at his house that he just he goes in every day he's got the cryotherapy uh, pool yeah it's, it's, it's taking it to a whole different level eh? so it's, it's but, a good goal to have for aging is phenomenal though mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm, I'm 84 Amanda you never really and you look at and you look and you look amazing <laughs> I do I'll need to join you for a swim one of these days. Where are you oh, from? I, I was going to say, I because you've got your husband Raymond. Does he do it as well? No, he, right, he's okay. he's 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 done it all. Like he's ex-marine, and he's like some of the stuff that they done was like, and then someone he's done like seal training across in Ireland and everything. And yeah. do you know? So he's like that. Oh, see ya. <laughs> Not a problem. Don't, I, get, I don't get me wrong, he does that occasionally, but not very often. He's like that. He's my greatest supporter, though. He always say, uh, great support. Next Tuesday, I will be down that way and I will do a dip down that way if you want. Because I've got a networking event um, and I'll, I'll be finished for about 10 o'clock in the morning. So I will be down dipping that way because I'm dipping for charity as well this morning. Great. Well, we can get that organised once we come, come off the podcast then. So with that, I think that's a great place then to, to just round that off. I can't thank you enough, Cuddy, for coming on. It's been brilliant to, to hear 
your insights and how you tackle the, the chatter about the chatter or that monkey mind that's going on and how you help your clients. So what I will do if anybody's want to get in touch with Cuddy, I'll pop your uh, link along with the podcast so that they can give you a call. But last words, just go and do it. Realise that you're worth it. Make the change and you'll never be disappointed. So with that, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.